Hello, everybody. I'm Ray Megan Shapiro. I'm a social media coach, freelance writer, Rocky Horror performer, and an ex-fangirl. This is a brand new podcast about looking back at being a young fan from the perspective of both the fan and the person they were a fan of. Uh, this is a passion project I've wanted to do for a very long time, and I am so incredibly excited to introduce my first guests. Um, I've been a fan of them since I was about 14 and started seeing them in person at Book of Mormon, which is a show I saw over 30 times. Um, <laughs> now, he's graciously agreed to be on the first episode of X-Fangirl. Yes. Y'all, star of the upcoming show company, oh my God. Matt Doyle. Hi. Hi. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. It's been seven years can it you believe that it has been a really long time which is really really surreal it is. I think I think it's been six you're making me feel so much older because you said that when I walked in and it's been six years since I closed the show yeah but I wasn't at your closing show oh, I was in California and I remember people really were tweeting about it I know it's oh, been a long I, I was 18 and yeah. now I'm 25 oh well then it all adds up doesn't yes it? exactly yeah. I'm so stoked about company by the way oh thank you so like, much that's... I am too like yeah. really really overwhelmed and excited and and also, like, feel like I'm in a really good place in my life for something like that to come along now. Yeah. And, and you know, it's been uh, the last time I was on Broadway was Book of Mormon, which so really? I closed six years ago, wow. which seems really strange because I haven't really stopped working and I've been really busy in different ways uh, ever since. But I just like I realized that when I got cast in it, I was like, holy crap it's been that long since I've had a Broadway job yeah so I'm excited to get back to Broadway and also like to have this opportunity with the kind of perspective and and the uh the place that I'm in now versus I think if I had had a company happen right around Book of Mormon time I I it would have been a very different experience. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think company isn't meant for people in like their twenties to perform. No, like, no. I mean, um, like I'm 25 and I can understand that I still don't fully understand. Right. Like it's somebody said that about Avenue Q as well. They were like, "You're not going to fully understand it till until you're a college you're graduate." Like, yeah, college yeah. Grad. yeah, and I thought that absolutely. was stupid at the time. I was like, "No, I actually auditioned for Avenue Q when I was like 18 and got to final callbacks with Rob McClure, and wow. uh, it was me and him. And they looked at me in the room. They were like, "You're just." too young like mm-hmm. you don't have the perspective because they they asked mm. me my age and I was like over 18 they were like no <laughs> they were oh, like man. it's not gonna happen yeah Charlene who's auditioning for her MFAs has played Christmas Eve twice oh my god <laughs> unless that's amazing yeah it's a good role yeah <laughs> It, yeah. is, it is. It's fantastic. So yeah. So tell us about your background and oh stuff. Gosh. Um, I'm originally from Massachusetts, where you are now. Yes, we're in Mass. Um, I'm from Manchester by the Sea. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, moved out to California when I was about 10 and kind of had my formative years in Northern California. But I think you know, probably just from being in that area that like you don't shake the East Coast and you don't shake, especially Massachusetts. Nope. Yeah. My parents are both from Massachusetts as well. So so like I'm a masshole through and through. A masshole. You know? I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah, just blunt. Just yeah. blunt. And like Northern California never really. I, we. It was beautiful. We had a nice time. I'm mm-hmm. glad I went to school there. I'm glad I had that kind of West Coast perspective mm-hmm. on life. But man, you do not shake that kind of personality. And we did not mix out there because we're just so honest. And yeah. Californians are not. Yeah. See. Yeah. I was. I was born in New York and grew up in San Diego. So like I yeah. totally get that. And then moved yes. back to New York. So yeah. it's like. It's such a culture shock. It is. It's the weirdest. Yeah. Everyone's so kind, but at the same time, you want to shake them sometimes and be like, just uh, maybe say what you're feeling. Exactly. <laughs> like when my mom first moved to California, she said that the weirdest thing was like, 
the first time someone said good morning to her on the street, she good was like, what the fuck do you want? Or checking out in a like uh, grocery store and mm. people are like, how are you? And they expect you to answer yeah. rather than like, hi, how are you? Yeah. You know, Hi, how are you? You know? <laughs> oh, I my love God. That. So when yeah. did you get started with theater? I got started with theater when I was just in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, probably middle school is when I, I think, like, got the bug. Mm-hmm. I did community theater and everything. Um, but it wasn't until high school that I was like, oh, I need I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be my path and going to be my career. I've always been a very impatient and very driven person. So I was the kind of personality that, like, thought oh I needed to decide on that at yes. that age yeah and for better for worse I think I I just like got on that path at a really really young age and stuck to it and um I didn't go to a university I'd gotten into Carnegie Mellon but oh amazing yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> but I decided last minute that it was not for me because I didn't want to be in a four-year program with people my age and so I went to this graduate program at a school called Lambda in London mm. and did uh about two years out there and then when I came back, my peers had been like 25 to 40. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to university at this point. Right. Because uh, you were in Spring Awakening by yeah, then, right? Yeah. I was very lucky and like I decided not to go back to school and got really, really lucky because Spring Awakening was happening at the time mm-hmm. and it was like the perfect fit. So yeah. I fell into that show and I've luckily had a career as a result. I mean, I really do kind of owe everything to Spring Awakening yeah. kickstarting my career. That started so many careers. It's, it's crazy. nuts. If you look back on that original cast, Swings included, including myself, mm-hmm. we are all still working. Yeah, like, it's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So that was a really good um, introduction to it, especially because it was so crazy and such a wild experience. Mm-hmm. And um, both in terms of uh, what a phenomenon it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There's a printer going and it's oh, like the best gosh. sound in the world. Amazing. We're in a business center. You we're guys. in a business center. We're um, doing it. We're doing a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like real, real artists. Real artists. And uh, it was it was both uh, such a phenomenon, but it was also like a mess backstage. Mm-hmm. Like we oh, were yeah? kids on Broadway, so like yeah. it was just like this nightmarish disaster backstage every day that we've all I think grown up and been able to laugh at. Yeah. And so I really appreciate uh, I appreciate everything it did for me because I had to grow up real fast. Yeah. There. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. I actually that was like my first big fangirl show with Spring Awakening. Yes, yeah. Like I It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Like I grew up a little background on me. I grew up just like loving musical theater and I've been doing theater mm-hmm. since I was like 5. Yeah. And I started off really loving Joseph and Annie and Absolutely. Bye Bye Birdie. Um then I hit 9 and I was watching Little Shop and the producers for some reason. Yep. Um yeah, and then like I started doing Rocky Horror, not like doing Rocky Horror, but I started going to the Midnight Shows and yes. that was like a whole nother thing. But yeah, yeah, when I was about 14, I saw Spring Awakening. I saw the first stop of the first national tour in oh San Diego. God. Yeah, that's incredible. So it was I great. They started in San Diego. They that's did. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the start of my like modern, yes, oh, I hit that modern Broadway obsession. But yeah. Yeah, so that lasted from like 14 to 19, I oh, think. Nice. I was into like the modern stuff. Well, I I was a Rent head. So like, I mean, I, I know what that's like. Because yeah. Rent was my Spring Awakening, just the generation before. Yeah. And uh, I saw it, I think like something like 24 times over. Oh, word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully was a, a fan. So you get it. Yeah. You get absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I staged door and everything. And I knew the tours and I knew 
you know, at the time, I think I like just knowing the names of the tours, I thought I was really cool. But like, <laughs> I mean, I have met fans that really impress the crap out of me because mm-hmm. I thought I was a fan. And I'm like, well, you know everything about everyone on each tour. That is, yeah, that's oh a skill. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So you totally get it. And it's so yeah. weird because Rent was like the first of its kind to really have that kind of response. Absolutely. But it's like now I feel like every show has that. Every show has that and every show has access to the performers more than ever before because I didn't have Instagram and I didn't have Twitter and I didn't even Mm -hmm. have um I mean I think MySpace came out when I was in high school yeah um Facebook wasn't it certainly wasn't something that was available to us until I even moved back to the city because I didn't have Facebook even when I was in London Mm because it was still like a college only thing yeah um so yeah, a lot has changed. And I think that's something that's also really changed for Broadway performers is learning how to uh, be good about dealing with all of that. Because yes. there's so much expectation put on us um, on how to, uh, on how, that we're supposed to somehow handle all of it perfectly. And it's there's no really correct answer I think (laughs) for any of us on how to handle it and so I'm always like really surprised when I see fans lashing out on any performer for maybe doing it quote unquote the wrong way because I'm like not stage dooring or something yeah Yeah. or or responding negatively to a fan online as if we're these like um (laughs) I don't know like these people with no insecurities at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so weird because like just being someone who experienced, I'm not close to the mic, being yeah. someone who like experienced uh, like being amongst these fans, like yeah. being them, their peers, it was like, you know, they were treated like gods almost. Yes. It's really, it's really strange. And I'm just like now growing up, it's like, oh, I see these, these are, I like, I, I have a degree in theater. Like mm-hmm. I, and like Charlene is an equity actor. Yeah. And like, so at this point, it's just like, these are people clocking into work, doing their job. Absolutely. And it's like, what I think, I do Rocky Horror, I can barely do one show a week. Yeah. And I shadow cast, I don't yeah. even sing. And so the idea of doing really intense shows eight times a week and then having to stage door after, like I would be, I would not, I would not be able to handle that. Well, and the expectation on top of that of putting on a good face, because I would always mm-hmm. remember reading like really absurd things like, oh, they were so mean. Well, what do you mean? Oh, they were just really cold and quiet. I'm like, well, maybe they were tired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it works six days a week yeah, too. Like, yeah, it's six days a week and you have eight shows a week. And I also think what's fascinating too about Broadway and maybe uh, a lack of understanding sometimes from the fans, and you have to understand, I love fans and I owe so much to fans quite literally because they funded three of my albums you know That's like true. I am really 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 grateful for fandom and support mm-hmm. and uh and the Broadway fandom because mm-hmm. it's kind of like people who are obsessed with indie bands they get mm-hmm. that kind of like addicted to it they feel like they have ownership over it because not everyone in the world is a big fan mm-hmm. we're not Leonardo DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio we are you know something that's a little bit more niche yes. and something that that they can call their own. Um, so I really appreciate the enthusiasm, but I think what comes with that sometimes is a lack of understanding of like, we, being Broadway performers, we know that we are signing up for something that is not about wealth and fame. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, that is not, that's not why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. More often than not, 
Broadway performers are here because they believe in the craft and because it makes them feel better than anything else in the world mm-hmm. being on stage. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we are like these big Hollywood legends that can laugh off every ridiculous comment on, about them online. Yeah. Most of us are like insanely insecure because we're just normal people that have a passion, you know, Yeah. and don't know how to deal with that at all. Mm-hmm. And so I see a, a lot of times people online and especially fans reacting to, uh, I think, Broadway performers, the biggest disappointment I have with a fan reaction can be this expectation that, like, we're supposed to just, like, let any negative comment about us roll off our shoulders. And you're like, no, that's not... You still can't say those things to our face <laughs> you yeah, know, at seriously. the stage door or on our Instagram. You know, yeah. like it's still we still are normal people who will read that. And, and as, as, as the same way you would probably not be thrilled if somebody wrote something nasty about you on Yelp or, or anything. I mean, because right. it's everywhere now, yeah. you know, like no matter what field you're in, somebody can write something horrible about you online. And like and you're going to respond to it. Yes. In a, in a normal yeah. human way, yeah. you know? Totally. Um, and there's this expectation sometimes that's like, I can't believe he responded. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, no, seriously, I see things sometimes where fans will put in their bios like a date and then be like, this person liked my post. Yeah. It's yeah. very, I was like, that's yeah. just strange. Like it takes two seconds to double tap. And it's I do, like, I, I know, right? Yeah. I do. I love enthusiasm. I, I will always stage door. I, I try to be really good about it. Some mm-hmm. matinees I take off. I yeah. don't know if you remember. Um, I wouldn't come out at matinees. I, to be yeah. honest, yeah. almost every single time I was at Book of Mormon, I was stoned. So they all yes. kind of blend together. That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just like, there is, there's that aspect of, of it that, I just appreciate so much and I I want to be there and and available. But, um, you know, I think it's always, it's just about understanding that we're all actually just human beings. Like I know the fans are humans and we're humans too. And like, let's just all respect each other in that. Exactly. I I just feel like there's such a big divide and it's, it's just this treatment of actors as though they're like, Gods like or, or Satan sometimes, or you know, <laughs> like how dare, you know, I love, I, I love it when fans get really addicted to an understudy and then mm-hmm. they're so mad when the actual performer who's there to be paid eight times a week yeah, exactly. is, is on. I see that happen a lot. Oh and they're like, God. they're in today. Oh, I came to see the understudy. I'm like, you guys. Y'all see it for the show. Yeah, I know. See it for the show. Okay. So that brings me to one point. I'm actually, yeah. I got it. I got oh my God. God. I don't I don't talk about my past sober. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect. We've got so, a beer here. So basically my from like where I was then where I was now, a lot of shit has happened. Yeah. I right after I got out of Book of Mormon, I was in a relationship that was really abusive. Mm-hmm. I had to go home. I, my dad passed away, so it was like all this shit Ugh, just I'm happened. So sorry. It's okay. So like all this shit happened and it kind of was like it changed me a lot from who I was then. Right. Um, and now it's like I have my degree in theater. I have friends that work in the industry and it's just a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I guess it just comes with growing up like 25 and 18 are totally different ages. Absolutely. Like totally different. But um, I did do when I was 18, I did a little bit of online vigilante justice uh-huh. and I wanted to admit this to you. Um, were you on Tumblr? Did you did you ever read anything about yourself on Tumblr? I, I don't. I had an account at one point to, to like be able to read it. Yeah. 
But I couldn't write anything, uh, and I wouldn't write anything because yeah. I didn't like have anything set up. So oh. I probably ghosted and saw some things. I okay. searched a few times. So on Tumblr, there are tags where you like tag something and then you yes, follow the tag. I do know that. Yeah. yeah. So there was an account called Sheriff of the Matt Doyle tag where the <gasps> person would reblog it and say like any creepy comment about you, they would reblog it and say. You're getting ticketed. This is stupid. Oh Don't do this again. Oh my god. That was me. Amazing. <laughs> I actually think I remember this. That was me. I think I remember this because I remember th- you know, you read just absurd things about yourself sometimes yeah. that are just falsities. Yes. And I remember you would point out that certain things were wrong or insane. Yes. So I always appreciated Thank you. you. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, we have some, Wait, we have some screenshots. I, yeah. I totally remember this. <gasps> this is incredible. Yeah. I wanted to send you the link, but there's a lot of stuff on there. Wow. There's a lot of stuff on there about your ex, so I didn't know if you wanted to oh, see the yeah, whole thing. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, that was, yeah. but that was a huge part of the Mormon years. And it's funny that you say that you've grown so much since yeah. then. I, I think I did as well. One of my, oh, man, this is all good timing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I went through a really, really rough time right after Mormon, and I, only because I had my... I think Saturn Returns moment, probably mm-hmm. in the dumbest way of saying oh, 29. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like had a total meltdown. And like I talked about, I decided on being an actor when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then I like went after it and became a Broadway actor when I was a teenager, yes. you know? So I never really took the time to like take a breath and see uh, why I needed to do it mm-hmm. and if I needed to do it and what else was out there for me. Yes. And so I did. I took some time away and I became a personal trainer because I was really into fitness and became a certified trainer. I started writing comic books because I'm a huge comic book nerd and got a comic book deal. And I was supporting myself uh, not in a Broadway show and not doing any theater and and well, too. I worked at at Barry's Boot Camp and I I say to people who have a very, um, I think warped perspective of Broadway performers and Broadway performer salaries. Mm. Uh, I made more at Barry's than three out of four of my Broadway shows. Wow. So it's just incredible to me how people measure success. Mm. And I I think I needed to do that just to stop measuring success the same way. Yeah, you know? totally. And to step away and realize that uh, life is short. And that there's a lot of things that you're you we all can do that mm-hmm. we're all capable of. Yeah. And just getting so set on one path is the most destructive thing that you can do to yourself yeah. because you are so convinced that every single time that you fail, you're failing your life. <laughs> and what a horrible way to live when you're only right. given so much time on this planet, yeah. you know? No, I can relate to that for sure because yeah. I was, I always thought theater was going to be my thing. Yeah. I, I was a, str- I did straight plays mostly and like I got my degree in it, but then it's like I started leaning towards like the UCB comedy scene yeah. and then burlesque and then Rocky and it was like, Amazing. I was really trying to find my own path and it's like now I've really found my community with Rocky. That's I'm so great. Yeah, and it's like my, my boyfriend is the executive producer or fiance. My fiance is the executive producer of the uh, of the cast I'm in and I do casting and I do like stage managing and stuff. I'm taking a break from performing for that reason yeah. because I put so much pressure on myself yeah. on performing. Um, I play six characters Amazing. and I alternate. So it's just like sometimes I'll put a lot of pressure on myself. Like with my Janet, I've been playing Janet for three years. Yeah. And it was like, it was getting to the point where I was crying after shows because I felt like I didn't do a good job. So I was like, nope, stepping away. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the time. So I totally can relate it's to that. It's about balance and health. Yeah. And, and like you said, community. Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, 
even a f- the fandom at one point was about community for you. Yeah. And I know that that's also why I originally got into theater is I felt like I found a place where I belonged. And yeah. um, and there's, I think, as you've seen now, there's a lot of communities out there, you know, yes. and where you can fit in and discover new worlds. And yeah. I fell back into theater because I was very, very lucky and got a couple offers to mm. do things when I thought I was done with it. And I'm glad because it allowed me to just do these shows. One of them was West Side Story at Paper Mill. Perfect casting. Um, thank you. That's very <laughs> kind. And the next one um, out of that, because uh, it was the same casting director, I did mm. audition, but it was, you know, I mm. felt good about it yeah. <laughs> the whole way, was uh, the Sweeney Todd that we did off-Broadway. Oh, yeah. 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 And both of those experiences were just like, I still wasn't fully like, oh, I'm doing this again, you know? Mm. And I still am not really now. Yeah. I, I, I'm able to just approach these shows now with this perspective of like, isn't it nice to be here? <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't it just nice to, be, oh, to yeah. be paid for doing something that I love? And it just relieves mm-hmm. that awful uh, what's next question. It yes. relieves that expectation of like... I don't know because I just I've seen so many of my friends win Tonys and the next year is the year they're most depressed because they can't answer the what's next question. Mm. And I'm like, you just need to be doing it because you love it. And if you forget that. And I did when I was doing Book of Mormon and my relationship was plastered everywhere because I was so obsessed with social media and being adored by fans and being in Book of Mormon. And next I needed to originate a big Broadway role. So I'm going to leave Book of Mormon and go do that because I have all these shows happening. And then they were all canceled and and everything just kind of fell apart and my relationship fell apart. And I looked around and I was like, I have not been doing anything for the right reason, you know, and everything that I just lost is devastating me because I put all of my emotional stock into things that are fleeting, yes. you know, yeah. it, it's just like these empty relationships and Broadway roles. Oh my God. Talk about the least secure thing in the world, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. not where you can put your, your, uh, your value in yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I, I, as I said before, I'm really grateful to be doing company now uh, as, I don't know, with all of this perspective because I've just been able to enjoy it a little bit more. I mean, in terms of relieving some of that pressure, especially taking on a role that (laughs) did very well in the UK for the actor who played it over there. Oh, yeah, didn't he win an award for that? He did. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I probably would be a total basket case. And right now, instead, I'm just kind of like mm, freaking out every other night. So, (laughs) Well, channel it into the character. I do. I do. That's kind of been the goal is like take the panic attack on stage because I can. Oh, my God. No, that's my favorite musical theater song Uh, ever. It's great. Ever. I sing it when I'm drunk every time. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. so excited for that. But yeah, with the, um, I had a quote that I wrote down for the sheriff thing. Yes. Um, basically, somebody asked the question, there was something called the S word. I think you know what the S word is. It's Doyle. Yes. I do remember the yes. S word. Yes. I, you don't even have to go into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that was the So rule. <laughs> my boyfriend, Ryan Steele and Doyle, Matt Doyle, they created Stoyle. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, the big rule, the number one rule of the sheriff blog was don't say that don't word. Don't say story. Don't guys. say that word. So somebody sent a message saying, why can't people use the S word? And I said, because it's creepy and shipping slash being overly involved in real people's relationships is not okay, especially when these people are very accessible. They see everything you tweet them. I appreciate that so much. Yes. But I've also learned to accept the shit that I brought on myself during that oh, time. Oh, you, oh because I didn't we realize did. that. We, we plastered our relationship everywhere. It was... And now I look at younger Broadway performers that are doing that and I don't fault them for it. And I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. 100 percent. It feels great when people are like, you guys are adorable and you're in love. Mm-hmm. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Because it's like that's all you want to hear when you're in love. No, and relatable. Have, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then to have people constantly telling you that they're, you guys are amazing. You're like, we are. And I know. And that's what I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> So you keep doing it. It's addictive, you know? And I think with my current partner and I, we share stuff here and there. Yeah, and and like your stories and stuff. Yeah, and we're we're pretty tender with each other online. But like, tender, gross. But like, (laughs) uh, doting? I don't know what the right word is. Um, But we also have an agreement that we won't do any uh, press on our relationship and we won't uh, do any interviews about our relationship, uh, uh, you know, outside of like this. Yeah, uh, but exactly. Like, we won't do like interview magazine on our relationship or <clears throat> out magazine, which is something I did do with Ryan. Wow. Um, and, you know, it bites you in the ass, you know, no matter how in love you think you are, you have no idea what's going to happen in your life. Yeah. Period, end of discussion. And it does bite you in, in your ass. So, um, I don't know. You grow up and you learn to just... Uh, yeah. Every, you know, we grow every year. Every yeah. experience makes us stronger and Absolutely. everything. But yeah, that's... that's I, I had no idea that that was what was going for on For sure, because I can't necessarily blame people for making assumptions when I was essentially asking them to make assumptions by... Yeah. Like clobbering them with, mm-hmm. with uh, images of us and, you know, we're so in love, you know. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how vicious people can be when a relationship falls apart. Um, I remember you made a post about yeah, it when it. When yeah. It, I tried yeah. to just like make it all go away and, mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, if you put it in people's faces that much, they're going to talk about it and, yeah. and assume things. But man, the internet's a gross, ugly place, and some things that were said, I was just like, that is just so horrible. <laughs> like, oh my God. You know, it's just amazing. Like, it's amazing what somebody can do behind the safety of their computer, the, the sentences that can come out yeah. of, of their mind. And I get it. I've done it online myself, you know. I, I had a Twitter account. I hate our president more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, the, uh, behind our computer I say things that and I have much more confidence saying things at politicians that I probably couldn't say to, looking them right in the eye mm-hmm. um well I don't know <laughs> uh but you know sometimes I I've caught myself and been like oh that's that feeling like yeah. I this feeling of empowerment because no one can I I get to just turn it off and walk away and go cook my dinner or whatever you know um but it is especially like about somebody's personal life to just like be so 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 mean when they aren't they don't know you they don't know you and you don't know them yeah. you don't know them like like literally <laughs> it's like they they don't know the first thing about yeah. your relationship they just see they see pictures and they yes. assume yes but i remember that being like a huge thing because i was like also i was in the book of mormon fandom but i was also like going to newsies every yeah, now and then too so i like i yeah. saw all the fans yeah all the fans the newsies fans were were a lot what do you mean they were so tame <laughs> 
Oh my god. That was a fandom that I I thought that was even more aggressive than Spring Awakening. I mean, it was yeah, that's something else, and yeah. it's 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 held on too. I know because now the, yeah. the filmed one mm-hmm. came out, so it's still yeah, it's yeah. still there. Yeah, um, I don't, I've never seen anything like it. I yeah. mean, Ryan was a god <laughs> to them. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that so. was I. I also I never saw Newsy sober either. So yeah, I even tried to watch the filmed one, and somehow I finished two bottles of wine. Wow, wow, that's great. <laughs> Fucking newsies. <laughs> Fucking newsies. Fucking newsies. Uh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I remember it being pretty fucking nuts. Just like being on Tumblr through all of this yeah. and stuff. I remember I like saw someone who I know who I knew send like a message to someone's like personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And they and and they were like, oh, they didn't respond. And I'm like, I wonder fucking why. Right. Like you don't like. There's a reason why like Broadway actors don't add their fans. Right. Like. And then the there's people that are angry that we don't add our fans. And I'm like, why does that make any sense? Yeah, it's like you, you, know? ha- you have a, you have a professional page <laughs> yes, and like yeah, I do. Yeah, I do still have a professional professional Facebook page, but I don't actually have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a like account that allows me to run that professional page but there are people that will still get really mad that that's like a private unaccessible like you can't even ask to friend it and I'm like I don't use it yeah (laughs) first of all I I have no I don't owe you anything I don't need to accept that yeah if I and I don't even use it I don't even use Facebook I run a page which is basically just linked to my Instagram (laughs) that's it amazing um but yeah, I, there was somebody recently that a fan that uh, posted something to me who was really, really mad before I deleted my Twitter, mad that I unfollowed him on Twitter. And the only reason I had followed him on Twitter is because he gave me this like kind of reprimandum in person one day that I should be following him on Twitter. And I felt so guilty because I'm a human being yes. and I'm trying to be nice. And then I unfollowed because I was like, I need to unfollow the people that I've done that to because mm-hmm. they're not actually we don't have that's not the relationship that we have and uh and they were very upset about it and i'm just like these are the things that have to stop like this is not okay you know like you can't have that expectation of someone um and so i deleted twitter i've gotten rid of twitter there was one post uh that made me so mad some kid had put up a picture they found of me at barry's um, in my training uniform and everything, and they posted it and they said, wow, he certainly has fallen far. Now, this was act- after what? I had booked company. And so all I wanted to do was like scream the most insecure things. Like, you don't even know. I've like, I booked another Broadway show and you don't even know about it yet. And this, this and that. And yeah. like, and I've worked plenty and how dare you write those things. And then I was like, going back to the point I made before, doesn't matter. I made more money doing that show than or doing berries than three out of four of my Broadway shows. And I was doing that because I was trying to find happiness. And how dare you you post that as a measure of my worth online? You know, I just had to walk away from it because who the fuck cares if I'm working at berries now? Who the fuck cares if any of our Broadway idols are bartending or surviving? Because guess what? I don't know what you think, but we don't make like yeah. a fortune. <laughs> like, I like. I'm on the same yeah. opinion. I get I know. it. Like, <laughs> what? Are you high? Like, yeah. I don't know why people think Broadway stars are rich. Yeah, and, like, they're it's not. It's really weird. It's... And also, like, I don't know. I understand what 
why you think that there's a plethora of jobs for us to go to after that one great job ends. After company, I go back to square one again. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. And luckily, I have enough things in my life now where I, I do symphonies. I write, I write comics. Mm-hmm. I I. I live a very fine life, yes. you know, like I'm I'm good. I'm yeah. secure and I've learned how to be secure as a, a 30 year old or 32 year old adult. But like the idea that like our worth is measured in if we have a job right after our last Broadway job. That is a lottery. Yeah, I am lucky to keep winning it. Oh I, but God. that is not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy to me what people perceptions of of Broadway performers especially it's really crazy I actually have a story for you I might not include it in this if you're uncomfortable with it but since we're spilling all the tea this is about a fan from Book of Mormon yeah so I was seeing it you had made a Twitter post Uh one day you were you were intoxicated and you made a post of my butt yes yeah that post yeah and you of course deleted it the next morning I deleted it the next morning because Book of Mormon asked me to take it down oh yes okay yeah Yeah. so what happened was I was seeing the show with one of the regular fans that day Mm -hmm. we were going to see the show and she says like oh so his nude I saved it to my to my iPad and I'm gonna have him sign it and I was like are you fucking kidding me oh my god I was like are you fucking kidding me I actually probably would have laughed at that yeah yeah that's what she said (laughs) That's what she said. He's like, oh, he's probably gonna laugh. And I was like, if you do that, I'm not standing anywhere near you during stage door. Like I, like I had boundaries. Fair. Like a lot of them (laughs) didn't have boundaries. They thought I was the crazy one, and I was like, no, I have fucking boundaries. Yeah. One of them, I was living with one of them at one point. I was living with one of the girls. Oh my god. And we were walking around Washington Heights, and she stops in front of a building and is like, oh, this Book of Mormon actor lives here. And I was like. Nope. I was like, please don't tell me that. And nope. Yeah. And I was see, like, that's... that's that's too much. Like, I don't want to know these things. I don't yeah. want to be around these people. Yeah. Like, it was just exhausting. And then they go on their private Twitter and they make fun of me because I was like, because oh I went to Pippin High. God. So they made it. They went on Twitter and they made fun of me because I saw a show high. And I was like, have you seen Pippin? It's great when it when you're yeah, high. That's it's why, fantastic. Why would you see it sober? <laughs> exactly. That I loved that show. It was um, a great production. It was really good. But, um, I. You know, I just dealt with a stalking issue yes, myself. Yes, tell me about and, that. Uh, just a fan that was incredibly enthusiastic and incredibly supportive. And I do say that actually with love, even though this has been a really horrible situation. Just got too enthusiastic and couldn't take any uh, hints. And um, I've had to really kind of put some boundaries down. And that's been, I think, really uh, devastating to them and also frustrating for me because I've just tried to communicate time and time again. But there was a point where they actually, um, I mean, they stalked me. Like, Mm -hmm. fully, it it happened, and and I kind of couldn't believe it, and, uh, you know, stayed across the street from where I was staying when I was out of town, and just, like, it had gotten to that point, and I was like, this is, this is not, this is not okay, and I tried to explain that, and, it's just very frustrating sometimes when people don't take cues. And I just ask any fan, because I have been a fan before, and I understand enthusiasm, and I understand living for any moment that that person that you are idolizing or a- incredibly enthusiastic about uh, gives you, you cherish it. I, I get that, and I appreciate that, and I I know that you're affected by us being kind to you and that's why we try to be kind to also take a moment and to step back and recognize that there of course are boundaries yes. and that that them being kind is them wanting to be kind to you because you're supporting them mm-hmm. it's not them necessarily uh 
wanting to bring you into their lives, you know, because we still have to go home at night and have our own life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like, you know, they just what they see on stage is what they think you are. Like I, I had this thing with some, some, with some guy from uh, an old comedy club and I ended up working as a PA for his thing. And I like admitted, I was like, yeah, I have feelings for you. And he was like, well, what you see on stage is a 13th of who I am as a person. And that was still something I was learning. It was like, it was like maybe a few years after, but it was still Mm. something I was learning. And I was like, okay, I mean, God, there. isn't that it's so true, too? Yeah, we like, think, and that's the thing about theater, and that's why I can't, like, I don't get angry. And, and even in this case, I've been incredibly frustrated, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it will take, is my feeling, you know? But um, I, I don't get angry because I do understand that, like, it's a different thing with Broadway performers. You see us on stage, and we're live people, you know? My best friend works in television, mm-hmm. and she has... Horrible comments about her all day on Instagram, but like she's so unaffected by it because she's like, I don't take it personally because I'm such a alternate reality to them. Like they don't look at me like I'm a person that I'm able to also not take that personally because I am so far removed from them. Mm -hmm. She goes, I would take it personally if somebody wrote something nasty about me online having had a conversation with me at the stage door because that feels like I disappointed them in person, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a different thing with Broadway performers. You get to have a conversation with them afterwards. You've right. seen them on stage for two hours. You've seen their sweat, you know? Yeah. And then they come out and they try to be relatable because they want to be. Yeah. <laughs> because they recognize that this is a part of the experience is the stage door. I, I get that. Yeah. I, that's why I still stage doors for the kids that want it. Yeah. I, of course. I remember being a kid that wanted to meet his performers afterwards, yeah. you know, or the performers he saw. Um, but it's 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 not this like far removed thing like watching Jennifer Lawrence on screen for two hours and then like writing something horrible about her online. Well, duh, of course you don't know anything about her. So yeah. it's easier for her, even though I'm sure it still sucks to read something and be like, I mean, this person's an idiot because yeah. they literally do not know me at all. True, um, yeah. But when you see something online and you're like, I know who that fan is like. It's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> then you probably have to see them again because yeah. they go to the show over they and over. They go to the show over and over again. Yeah. And you just think to yourself, I've been nice to you. Like, yeah. you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's the worst feeling. Yeah. You're like, you're like I, I actually took time out of my day and voice when I'm dying vocally and exhausted to be kind to you. And you're an asshole yeah <laughs> like, seriously it, like it becomes personal just yeah. because of that oh my gosh yeah. yeah i i can imagine that's i remember there was one broadway actor who i like uh, she wasn't in the show that i was seeing but she was at the stage door and i said hi to her and she just was a little distant yeah. so she sent me like a message on twitter and was like hey i'm really sorry i didn't mean to be distant to you and i was like i wasn't even you, because you we actually believe it or not are people exactly <laughs> because we actually do think about that yeah even if it looks like we're trying to look like we don't think about about that <laughs> because we do I do, yeah, do see a lot of performers who are very flippant about the stage door and I think that that's more of just a protective thing it's 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 a shell to try and say to the fans like oh they don't care about that because a lot of the time that's just easier yeah I yeah d- I just like it's it's just it's just really weird that 
they just don't see you like as a human being like you, right. you get insecurities too like we all do it's right. just just because you're on a stage every night doesn't mean you're not insecure it doesn't mean that you're a perfect human being yeah like it just it's it was just frustrated it's frustrating because i like i remember being like one of those fangirls and it's like in retrospect i'm just like you know, these are just people doing a job, and and it's funny because I really don't have a problem with fangirlism. I I get it. Like I've said so many times, I I I understand it completely. It's yes. just like you said, it's about understanding boundaries, mm-hmm. and also what, what you need to tell me about the interesting world of fangirlism and the competition that you guys. I mean, to be catty about each other online and mm-hmm. ghost accounts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's fascinating to me because well, you're all just there for the same reason. So what the fuck? It was, I don't know. It was, it became competitive in the sense like, oh, this actor likes me the best. This mm. actor remembered me. I got to go backstage. I saw the show more times than you. It just, right. I was like, why are we competing? Like I'm at Book of Mormon because I like the show and because I have no friends and I'm high. Right. Um, but it's, it's like, it's just, it became very competitive and it just didn't make any sense. And I, like, I, I did some, like, research for the podcast to see, like, where some of these people are and they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Ten years later. Yeah. And it's just, like, it it just doesn't make sense why people are so catty. Like, I watch the only, like, fangirl thing that I watch now, I'm a big fan of Six. Yeah. Um, I love Six, yeah. but just, like, from a distance, That's I haven't. That's great. Yeah. No, but even if you told me right now that you're going to the stage door, I wouldn't freaking care. I know, I know. Like, I mean, I really, like. I, I get it like a hundred percent through and through. I totally. get being a fan. It's just like you said, it's just about understanding that it's just being a fan. It's literally like, I don't understand why it needs to be competitive. Yeah. And it, it was like, they got competitive to like a, a crazy level. It was just like their attachment to mm-hmm. these actors. And yeah. it's like the reason why I, I think the reason why I became attached is because at the time I had undiagnosed borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm dealing with it now, but yeah. it, it makes interpersonal relationships very difficult for me. Yeah. And there's a thing in borderline called favorite person where you get really attached to a person and you need Got their it. validation Got constantly. It. Yeah. So it's something that I've had you know actors people i know mm-hmm. like people have dated like it's it's just a part of having bpd and i think that's where mine came from but it was like i always tried to have that boundary not just for them but for me too yeah. and oh god yeah because yeah. you know that about yourself well yeah. i have a horrible anxiety disorder um that has like ruined my life in in certain moments of my life yeah. and and um and i you know as a result, it's also caused a lot of issues, I think, on this fan performer level. Yeah. Because I am constantly, if you think I'm being a jerk to you, that sucks. I hate that feeling. And yeah. I, I get very anxious about it, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. I, this this um, kind of overhanging thing for a lot of Broadway uh, performers that they have to be perfect on every level. You know, perfect eight times a week, perfect when they walk out of the stage door, perfect on their social media, perfect, you know. It's it's a lot of pressure and I let it get to me and now I, I do have a bit more of like, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> attitude. I've kind of <laughs> noticed that and like I was looking up a bunch of like people that I, that I was like, you know, in the fandom that yeah. I was in, like looking up Spring Awakening people, and it's like at the like judging by their Instagram, they're all just like fuck it, yeah, let's have a good time. Like I think that's we've just all been it... through it so much, especially the Spring Awakening kids, because that's when it was really starting. Twitter yeah. came out, I think, the year after Spring Awakening opened. Yeah, and, you know, we were on the cusp of all of that and dealing with it for the first time, and the guilty ones message boards and everything. And, oh, I forgot about the oh, fucking yeah. guilty ones message boards. And we were Holy 19, crap. so of course we were reading them. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's another thing. It's like if you think that actors are not 
not reading shit about themselves online. Just think about if there was something written about you online. Would you read it or not? <laughs> yes. Why do you think that just because we're actors, we're like, oh, I'm so above that and I have no desire to read that about myself? Of course not. And oh like, I'm this like superhuman being that uh, is has no insecurities or like if I know there's a place <laughs> there's a website where a group of people are saying shit about me and it's available within two seconds yes I'm going to read it <laughs> I don't get this idea of like being so appalled with actors that read that now there's another line in that though that mm. I have learned and I'm really trying to be good about it because that's their space. Mm -hmm. Period. End of discussion. Yeah. Sometimes it's absurd. I've voiced all of my opinions on how ridiculous I think some of the, the things that get posted are and how I think people are really mean on it. But it is their space. And for me to intrude on that space at all and to comment on that space is not okay. Because whether I like it or not, it's how the internet works yeah. these, these days. And I we all need to find a community in our own ways, and if that's their community, I'm not there to shit on it. That's fair. I see that happening with some West End stars and yeah. stuff going on right now. It's there's a few where it's just like they have a whole forum dedicated to them, and yeah. they, and like the the actor will have just this thing where they they read it every day, and yeah. it makes them feel bad about themselves, yeah. and it's like really obvious on their social media because yeah. they mention it and stuff. Right. So it's just like, it's, oh god, I'm just like I wish like that that could be protected somehow. Like I know I wish that it was like I wish we were just blind to it, but we're just not. Yeah. I mean, People have a right to say what they want online. And sometimes you're just infuriated with how mean people are. Yeah. I really think that we all just need to be kinder to each other is a basic solution. Totally. Um, and remember that the person that you're writing about is a human being. Just like really like if you do write on these sites, I don't have a problem with you listening. <laughs> I Like I don't at all. I actually like adore some of the people that I've like read their stuff over the years online mm -hmm. and through message boards and everything yeah. and, and think I, I even have thought over the years I like that person's opinion you yeah. know like I get it but like just remember when you are like feeling funny and catty and it feels good and you're writing that sentence that like uh, maybe you would write to a friend through a bitchy text one day and you'd both giggle you're putting it online you're putting it so that everyone can read it. Mm -hmm. And that bitchy text that only your friend would read mm -hmm. and that kind of same feeling, that same feeling that you have when you like have that group chain with people that get you and wouldn't reveal that to anyone else mm -hmm. can is readily available for any eyes to read, including the person you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just try to remember that. And if you need to get that bitchiness out, because I feel you, I have <laughs> felt that before, Text your friends. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, totally. Text your friends. Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had that issue with people talking about me too. Yeah. Like it fucking, it's terrible. Yeah. Like people, I get it. We all talk shit about people. Like yeah. it's it's in human nature. Mm -hmm. But what's changed over the years is that we now text each other about it. That was the first thing, mm -hmm. and it's in writing. Um, so that was the first, like, uh-oh. Yeah. But that's okay. We've gotten used to that. And then from there, everyone was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be the same little bitch publicly yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now anyone can read it yeah and you're like being catty used to be something that was in private you know yeah. and I think it's it's natural we all need to get that out we all need to like 
it's all from insecurities and that's what I have to remember sometimes. And mm-hmm. when I'm voicing it to my own friends, I'm like, ooh, I'm being such a little bitch because I'm jealous. You know, <laughs> I get that, you know. Yeah. But uh, maybe don't put that online. <laughs> yeah. Don't. It, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't look good people either. Are... I like anyone that thinks they got like really won it over and people are laughing at it back, you know, and saying like, oh, my God, that's so funny. You're so bad. I'm like, oh my God. those three people might think that. But in general, it doesn't look that great. It, no, yeah. it's it's stupid. And like I, it's it's crazy that it's still going on. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going strong. Like literally I completely left that community in 2013 and going online and seeing that it's the same people doing the same thing it just blows my mind maybe because I've grown so much but it's like I just can't believe that it's like I'm I'm glad that we're able to talk about it and we're able to talk openly because I feel like there hasn't really been anything yeah where some where an actor has been able to talk about that thing oh I know that's why I was so in enthusiastic when you reached out to me and told me this idea I was like yes I was just to so put a voice happy. to uh I don't know my side of it and not I again I'm like not in an angry way I just think it's important for us to all talk to each other about it yes. I'm like god if you just if we could all just have a conversation instead of you getting mad that I then deflected online or something like that about something nasty you wrote about me or this or this or that it, like why don't we all just talk to each other and make us all realize that we're all just human beings here <laughs> totally you know totally I, I, like it's fine I'm thrilled with fans but like just I don't know think things through before you say things out loud and I'll try and do the same before I get defensive and you know, yeah. and I'll always try to be happy at the stage door. But if I'm not, it's probably because I'm having a shitty day, not because you're there. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm thrilled you bought tickets to the show. <laughs> that will never change. Um, oh, and I did want to revisit the butt really fast. My <laughs> my ass online. I actually didn't have a problem with that. When I woke up the next morning, I had so much feedback. I was drunk when I put it up. That's yes. not a lie. Um, <laughs> I had so much feedback to it that I was like, well, this is maybe a mistake. And I sent the picture to my mother. And I was like, do you think this is too much? And she was like, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> and I, Now, that's hilarious in its own right. But I was like, okay, whatever. But I'd like to revisit that now in 2020 when everyone is naked online. Every and far more explicit than what I put up. I gave you like side ass in a cloudy shower. Yes. Like like I, I have worse pictures of me on. Hello. Uh, yeah. Oh, someone just came in. Hey. Hello. I, I'm like, in I'm in Rocky Horror. Like there's so many pictures of me online yeah. like that. So yes. It's, I, I just I cannot believe the the the. Um, kind of just shock over it when I look at when I just scroll through Instagram any moment of any day now I'm like wow things times have changed you're ahead of your time yeah well, there you go <laughs> all right well we're at the hour mark so I will wrap it up do you want to plug anything oh, gosh please come see company I'm so so excited about it um it's just the most wonderful cast and I I I can tell it's going to be something I I will never forget and will always be really proud of um Marianne Elliott is brilliant and it's so refreshing to see this story told from a female perspective and just how un 
unbelievably well the original text fits into that new context. I it's love outrageous. That. I mean, I have gasped so many times just watching the scenes from this perspective because it works always and in a different way. And I just cannot believe that it was originally written for a man. And so, right. yeah, so it's thrilling. And I, I cannot stress to come see it enough. I am yeah. beyond excited to see it. I'm yeah. so excited to see you sing that song. Yes, yes. I know. I'm, really, it, I'm terrified. Oh, it's take a, do a shot <laughs> yeah, first. Do I a will. shot first. I, every single night or just like run with the terror and the panic attack. Yeah. It's kind of Honestly, like, like yeah. whenever I'm on stage and I'm nervous, I just channel the nervous energy. Like yep. whenever I'm about to enter as like Frankenfurter, I always just channel the nervous energy into like energy. Energy. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense. No, like, it absolutely does. Yeah. I said we, I have the same company manager that I had on Book of Mormon for this show. And I looked at them because they, they had to deal with um, I have a panic attack disorder. And occasionally they saw what that was. And I looked at them the first day and I was like, I get to have panic attacks and it's fine. <laughs> I'll just use it for this character. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll wrap up. Thank you so, 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 oh gosh, so much you. for doing this. Absolutely. I'm so happy you said yes because no. I think you were just the perfect person to do it. I, absolutely. I feel I was so excited about the discussion because yes. I just think it's one to be had and one that I want to continue having with fans because as I have stressed so many times in this podcast, <laughs> I love and adore all of you, it just, we just have to figure it out because yeah. sometimes boundaries get crossed on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I love you all. Have a fantastic day.